Hello, and welcome to the Kingdom Corner Podcast, where you can propel your faith into even deeper levels as we discuss how to live the kingdom culture on earth as it is in heaven, just as Jesus prayed. Here's your host, the great Matt Geib. Good morning, good morning from the Kingdom Corner podcast with the great Matt Geib. And I am so blessed and excited. I have a wonderful, wonderful guest that I've known for a couple years with us today. I'm going to introduce her. And it's just a double blessing today. We had the drum roll. You know why? Because Athena Stewart is with us. I see her as an entrepreneurial as well as, a. this is my view, a spiritual apostle but I don't want to ever put anybody in a box, but we're doubly blessed today because, Athena, I'm going to introduce you here, but I want you to know you are the hundredth on the hundredth episode of the Kingdom Corner podcast. Wow. There's got to be something special about that. God has something special in mind, I believe, for you and for us today. This is episode 100. I would not have gotten here without the people that follow me, without the hand of God upon me, without all the people that have supported this ministry. Uh, and I am so excited. I'm really excited. The 100th episode with Athena Stewart, founder and CEO of the Spiritual Growth Academy. We also call it SGA. She's also the founder and CEO of New Beginnings Empowerment Center. Uh, she has a podcast as well. I was listening to it a little bit. Uh, the, the last day or so, titled Life Unapologetic with Athena. Uh, that's a good title for her. <laughs> her live radio show Fri with Friday Brunch with Athena on 216-216, the Beat Radio, as well as her weekly live class held on the Wisdom Platform and Clubhouse titled Seeking to See God. Now, through her organization's radio show, weekly live classes, and podcast. Athena leads such an exciting and vibrant academy, which offers a great opportunity for individuals who seek spiritual growth. <clears throat> Athena's goal is to lead each person in her sphere of influence through the power of the Holy Spirit to succeed in their needed area of spiritual growth. The goal of her virtual academy is to prepare all who seek the deeper things of God to prepare for future challenges in their spiritual development. That's good for this season, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. In a discouraged and increasingly dying world, Athena is humbled by the gifts of God that God has allowed her to use to nurture the inclusive ethos where she strides in grace to set high standards for her spheres of influence to achieve and operate at their very best. Wow, so much there, so much there. You are a person, I, I would say, as I read through this and tried to assimilate a lot of things in your um, different things, your different sites, no grass grows under your feet. You are busy. Uh, you are busy, sister, for the kingdom yes. of God. Yes. And that is very, to me, very infectious, very contagious. I, I sense it when I've read through your things. You're, uh, the other thing that came to my mind is what you're doing, and we're going to get into that hopefully mm -hmm. better, uh, is a spiritual oasis for people. 
mm. a spiritual oasis. Um, so uh, you can make some comments now, and then I'll have some questions. Uh, am I going the right direction? Are you sensing the right things that I'm sensing about what you're doing in this season and time? Yes, listen, I'm excited, Matt. Thank you so much, first and foremost, for having me. I honor you. I mean, a hundred, the hundredth episode, that is phenomenal, especially in the sense that prophetically God has been uh, showing me 111 and 1111. So that 100, that one um, number of just like beginning and creation and completion is just totally amazing. So I'm excited to be here. I'm excited. Thank you so much. Yes. Now, you know, looking through all this, we're going to dive into some of these things because there's so much here. Um, I want to know about Athena Stewart. I've known you maybe two years, three years. I kind of lose track. I got to know you through Apostle Tyler Frick. Uh, you, you, you still fellowship with us, but you decided, which, you know, I think it was a God thing to launch out and do some of your own things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's, uh, that's awesome, and I pl- applaud you for that. But I would like to know where all this started. Where did you... How, what did you come out of? Where did you come from? How did you come to this point in your spiritual walk? Um, so to fast forward, it started 2018 of October. October 2018 was a time where I made a calculated decision. I made a choice to um, seek God for a year. I dedicated Saturday and Sunday, 12 hours a day um, in prayer and consecration and worship Um, And from there, really learning about the Holy Spirit one-on-one, developing that intimate relationship that I didn't necessarily have prior. It was more religious. There were, you know, my traditions, going to church, serving um, in different um, organizations and communities. Um, But I, I, it, it became very mundane, and I believe that there had to be more. And so the con, the year consecration really opened my eyes to the Holy Spirit. Um, and then the invitation um, to purpose and destiny came. And I kind of feel like that was a time where I began to go into those mysteries of God and the deeper depths of what God had to offer me um, for all of the seasons to come. And here we are. So you would say up to that time, there was a time in your life, like a lot of us, you know, I'd been in the church since I was you know, in diapers, uh, over 50, 60 years now, uh, may not be the same for you, but you came out of the church, basically, you probably had come to know Jesus, but up until 2018, it was more of a religious thing than something that was really personal uh, with you and Jesus. Yeah, you know, um, I met I met the Lord when I was 12, and that was really a difficult time from 12 to 15 in my life. It was it was a really tumultuous time. Um, and the, the different I don't call them churches because I believe the people are the church, the different organizations or worship centers that um, I would attend were very religious um, in the sense of um, how they they instructed you to live life. Um, and none of that included relationship. And, and coming from a very abusive background, I didn't understand relationship because my family, it was very toxic. So there wasn't um, communication and intimacy and um, the warm and fuzzy feelings that you get out of healthy relationship and healthy boundaries. 
Um, and so I just learned to do what everyone else did. You know, you joined an organization, um, you, you signed up for groups within the organization, and you kind of just did your due diligence to serve God the best way that you knew how through uh, these different practices. And so, yes, um, 2018, October 2018 is where I was standing in church and I realized I wasn't having an experience. I was there. I was trying to be that day in worship. I was trying to um, feel the presence of God. I was trying to um, simulate what I saw everyone else doing. Everyone else seemed to be very involved. They seemed to be um, very moved by what was happening in the atmosphere, and I couldn't feel anything. And I think that was very disturbing for me because I thought I was saved, you know, salvation. I thought I knew God. I thought um, I, I had did all the right things and I had no clue that um, relationship was something that I was missing. Um, and so that really um, disturbed my heart to the point where I kind of had a conflict of faith. I say that a lot in different seasons. I always get to these points where God is trying to take me to another level and there's a conflict within how I feel and and what my beliefs are. And they're always challenged to take me a little bit further. And this was one of the first times my belief was challenged that I could meet God outside of the church outside of the four walls of the organization. But how do you do that when all you know is to show up on Sunday, maybe Wednesday for Bible study and Thursday for choir rehearsal? So it was a very uh, challenging time to step away from the church and really seek God to know him for myself. Wow. So it's it always amazes me, those of us, um, just we always have that common um bond that I think we um, we get together around, we're drawn to each other. Uh, a lot of the people over in um, Tyler Frick's organization, the King's Company, I'm sure as well as your organizations that we have here that I've read through, uh, they just want something more. They're sick of religion. They're sick of don't do this, do that. That knowing God, like you said, one of the things you wanted to to bring to people, I read, and I have the same feeling, was an authentic, real relationship with God, that he was tangible, that he was there, that I was listening to your podcast this morning. You know, you bring such wisdom and some depth, but the other side of it, you bring such practicality. I'm sorry, practicality? Is that Mm -hmm. how we say it? Mm -hmm. In that... um, it should be a normal way of life, just like we get up in the morning and have a bowl of cereal yes. to be talking with God mm-hmm. and to be conversing with Him. Mm-hmm. And and that's that shouldn't be anything that's, oh, wow, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And yet I don't think the church realizes that. Does that, no, does no. that ring a... Uh, ring true with you? It does. I think I think we get so stuck on right or wrong, good or bad that we miss, you know, this is a lifestyle, this is a way of life and that um Holy Spirit will convict and it's Jesus that does the work. I think we get so 
um, sometimes as as believers and as a body of Christ, we get so so um, rigid in our thinking um, that we have to control the narrative of, of others' lives or others' lives around us or who we interact with that we miss that it is Jesus who does the work from the inside out. He's the one that sanctifies and purifies. We are simply there to be a willing vessel and to be in relationship and saying yes to him. And it's the Holy Spirit that shows us all truth in our individual seasons on our individual journeys. It's an individual walk. Yes, we come together collectively, but at the end of the day, we all have to stand before the Father at the white throne judgment and answer for our legacy, for what we did or what we didn't do. And when you understand that concept, it becomes more about wanting to make sure that your relationship is solid and that you're living this as a lifestyle versus as traditional um, habits or routines that oftentimes become mundane and, and make you complacent and really not realize that you're not growing where you need to. Amen. Let's talk a little bit. Uh, I was so um, just blessed and amazed all these things I read about in your biography here, uh, the Spiritual Growth Academy, New Beginnings Empowerment Center, uh, your podcast, then you even are on the radio, it seems, uh, the Wisdom Platform and Clubhouse. Clubhouse is a, is an application, right? An app? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But all these things, have you kind of uh, had them in place uh, since 2018, or has it just been something that you've gradually built? Yeah, they they've all just kind of evolved. You know, as I began to learn about the the seven spheres of influences or the seven mountains, right? Um, I began to ask God, where where do I stand? Like, what mountain am I to take? And and so the mountain of media was one that was really huge for me because that was one number one where the enemy uses the spirit of Apollyon to to inflict. Um, you know, fear and anxiety and worry through the airways. And so that was definitely one that I was honored to be called to, to kind of introduce something new into the sound, right? New into the airways of the minds and hearts of people. Um, and so gradually built, uh, the, the academy, then came the podcast and the rest is history from there. You know, the radio show, um, wisdom, which is another audio based platform. Um, where you can, you know, there's just so many different spheres of, of influences and so many different demographics that relate to different platforms now that we're in this technology age that it's amazing how far you can reach, um, your demographic that you're called through virtually. So yes, gradually built from 2018, starting with the academy, um, and now beyond. Wow. You have so many things going on that I love. Um, you, you believe like, um, what was it? I, I read it. I, you've read it, the scripture in, uh, where the apostle John said he wanted us to prosper in body, soul, and spirit. Yeah. And that's what your, your whole academy is kind of directed toward that. Uh, I was under the impression when, uh, when you first kind of got into this, that your ministry was, uh, maybe mainly to women, but I think it must be to all people, right? Do you have yes. that kind of, a groups of people that you're influencing and ministering to, right? Yes, yes. And uh, also, am I right? Uh, How do you, I want to know how you see yourself, God's calling upon your life. I look at you, I remember when I first heard you talk, uh, I think it was on a um, coaching call, like a group coaching call, God told me that's my general down there in the Bay Area. 
That's yeah. in general. And I've always seen you as um I know I believe in my heart, you know, that you're you're apostolic and maybe in two ways, but you, you know, I don't want to put people in box, but like us uh, not just spiritually, but also in the business arena that is also influenced, of course, by, by God. Yeah. Cause we need people in the business world that know Jesus, right? Yes. Yes. How do you see that? Um, you know, I, I, I always love this question because as, as I've been moving through these platforms, you know, people really identify with titles. I think it, it gives them a sense of identity um, I thank God for Jesus and the Holy Spirit <laughs> that titles have never been important to me. Um, when you really seek to know the Holy Spirit in an intimate way, you don't really care how he necessarily calls you as long as you're called, right? You you begin to realize it's an honor. Um, but it, I think it is important to know what he's calling you to do by which gives you a title um, not necessarily to to portray who you are, but so that you know the responsibilities that you carry in the spirit. And so if I had to say, where has the father called me um, in the area of office, I would say a teacher for sure, because I love to right. take the mysteries of God and make them practical to those that I serve, um, make it like I like to say baby food so they can grasp it and they can utilize it. So I definitely feel that I am a teacher. I think that I move in an, in an apostolic anointing in the area of an apostle by which I build people, right? I help build the things within people that they need to take them back to the Father and grow in their spiritual maturity. Um, and this year has kind of been... Um, different. The territory is different in the area of business because now as a, a full-time entrepreneur, I'm finding that my demographic are individuals who want to be entrepreneurs. They want to do things for the kingdom while earning um, because they want to make an impact while building legacy. And I think that uh, that's the demographic of individuals I like to call the remnant who are no longer satisfied with being stagnant or being the status quo within the body of Christ. But they believe that we can't just be, we can't, we can't just sit in belief. We have to move past belief into action. We want to see manifestation of the miracle signs and wonders that God has spoken about in the earth. We no longer want to be complacent with a good Sunday service. We want to actually speak things out of our mouths and those things come forth in the earth. We want to begin to walk in authority and power. I always use the grocery store. I want to walk in every environment and see the power of God bring about deliverance. Even if I walk past the person and they didn't even know know that I have been prayed up and consecrated, but just the presence and the glory of God that goes with me brings about deliverance, breaks strongholds and chains. I want to walk through the store just minding my business. And because I'm a vessel unto the Lord, that he begins to move in a prophetic, supernatural way in every environment. I believe this is the time for that. I'm going to calm down. I'm trying to, I'm trying to suppress it. No, no, no. We got to let it flow. Sister. We got to let it flow. Because, uh, you know, I love your school. I mean, you have all the things that a brainiac like me, I, I'm a teacher too. I'm, I'm cerebral and God's always challenging me to get out of my head. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about you. I can see that the way you talk and in your teachings, that it's not good enough just to know all these things. 
you know. Uh, who was it? Joseph Stalin knew the Bible through and through when he was a kid. What good did that do? Mm-hmm. You know, he turned out to be a very evil man. Mm-hmm. We have to take these things and, you know, like like rubber meets the road type things and go out into the community and be the light and do the ministry, right? So yeah. that's what I'm loving about this, and uh, that's what I'm seeing that— uh, you're so called to that, not just to break things down for people, but then to give them the courage and the freedom that they can go out and do the works of God. So, yeah. wow, that's so and, good. And that's the mandate, right? That's the, that's the mandate of God is to make disciples, you know, what you're good at and what God has allowed you to experience and to grow in a certain area of your walk with him. You then expose others to that. I think it's about exposure. What we release out of our mouths, the life, life and death are in the power of the tongue. And that's by way of what we introduce others to. We, we have so much influence as believers. Um, and as mature seasoned believers, we have even more influence by which we're granted through the honor of the glory of God, authority to influence other people and make an impression on their heart that should lead them back to the Father and, and beyond, right? To greater things that they should do in the earth as a result to knowing God. And so, you know, I take, I take very seriously what I release out of my mouth, especially being um, so verbal in the sense of my ministry being on all of these different platforms and airways um, via replays and reloads and all of those other things. I, I, I take it very serious because I do understand the power of introduction. Um, you can introduce something into the heart and minds of people that can literally change the, tra- the trajectory of their life just by speaking an idea, an ideology, a doctrine. Um, you can literally cause a person uh, with such influence to change their walk, change the way that they talk. And so, you know, you, ha- I, I know that I have to take that very serious because I do understand the power of influence. Yes, yes. Well, let's put that alongside this because I came upon this uh, and I loved it. You said this. And it's it's a simple concept, but I don't know if uh, the majority of the church understands it. You said what we steward grows. If you could, mm-hmm. if you could talk about that for a little bit to help people understand what that means and what is needed. Amen. Amen. You know, you it, when when I think of stewardship or stewarding something well, um, I like to say steward. Uh, uh, steward progression well, right? We want to steward the progression of our spiritual growth. We want to steward the progression of the things that God has called us to do in our life. And when you think of stewarding, you think of a garden and you think of cultivation, right? To cultivate means that you're, you're tending to the soil of your heart and of your life. Um, you're, you're turning the soil over so that it's not dry, so that it remains moist. It remains nourishing, um, to the seeds that God has innately planted in our hearts and in our lives since the foundation of the earth. And so I, I think that 
we miss the importance of steward stewarding well. Um, God gave me three core values. He gave me mastery, stewardship, and excellence by which I'm to walk in. And so anything that I set my mind and my heart to do under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, I'm to master. That can be very challenging. And in order to master something, I have to learn to steward because mastering means maintaining. And being able to steward something well means that you not only understand the things that you've been privileged uh, to have a, a influence on or control over, but you steward them so that they do grow, so that they become enhanced, so that they become beneficial not only to you, but to the lives of those around you and beyond, right? Because um, when you begin to really walk with the Holy Spirit, you understand that stewardship isn't just about time, it's about eternity. That what you're doing isn't just about here in the earth, but it's going to resonate through time and time and time. That that this is not a means to an end. Stewardship is a means to eternity. When Jesus comes back, it doesn't end, it goes beyond. And so I've learned that I'm not just stewarding for the now, I'm stewarding for for the world to come because this world will be renewed, but it doesn't stop there. Why? Because God is infinite. He's he's immeasurable. And so when we learn that it, it, there's so much more after this, that you begin to steward with eternity in mind. And so steward, uh, what you steward grows into eternity. So good. So powerful. That's right. We need that. We need that. Um, let's see. Wow, what else? Oh, let's see. I want to get to this because I just kind of chuckled when I read this and I said, Athena's got to tell me what this is. Secret plots and sudden shots, mm. Friday brunch. That sounds exciting. Yeah. What, what are we doing there? What are we, what are you seeing in the spirit or in your heart? Well, you know, God gave me Psalm 64 um, years ago when I was doing a, a Kingdom Builders um, um, weekly meeting with leaders in my community right in my home. And he began to show me um, the strategy of the enemy, right? The, the How the enemy um, plots and schemes against the believers, how they go and they get the books of hell and they go before the courts of heaven and they find accusations, um, whether it's in our behavior, whether it's in our bloodline, um, whether it's generational, and they they scheme and plot um, in secret. Um, but now, in the year 2022, they've gotten very bold to attack the believers in the open um, because we have become very laxed and very comfortable, very complacent um, by the ways of this world that that the, the secret plots and the sudden shots of the enemy are becoming more and more prevalent in the body of Christ. You, you see um, Daniel chapter 6 where the, where the word of God says the enemy uh, will, will speak profane words against God, our God, the great I am, and that he will harass the saints. What does that mean? To wear them down, to to get them um, in a place where, where they become very lukewarm, they become um, somewhat ineffective, uh, uh, stagnant in a sense, um, complacent. Um, and, and, and it goes on to say that the enemy seeks um, to change the laws. And we see that happening in time, right? Change the laws in time. And so by by him having this strategy, this these these plots. Now he's doing these sudden shots. I think, you know, when I think about that title that God gave me for the series that I'm doing on Fridays, um, it, it goes to say that that we we have the strategy. 
The word of God tells us the plots of the enemy, but we have we have missed the fact of, of looking at the strategy of the enemy and expecting it. Um, you hear the wealth transfer in this season so heavily. You hear the suddenlies of God spoken by the church so heavily, but no one's talking about the suddenlies of the enemy. We're so focused on the promises of God, which is amazing, but we're not focused on the direction that God has given us. The direction is that we're to remain vigilant of the enemy, that we are to remain on guard of the enemy. Um, and we have almost made the enemy as if he's powerless. Uh, we, we, we say, you know, we have the authority and the power, but we don't live it as a lifestyle to really be able to sustain that in due season. When, when the war comes, when the fight comes to your door, have you lived this as a lifestyle that you can withstand uh, the sudden shots of the enemy? The word of God says, no weapon formed against us shall prosper, but it's formed, which means that it will have an effect that we will in fact endure some trouble sometime. God never said that we would not. And so we we become so focused on the promises of God and we miss the direction. God's word said that his word is a, a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. The, 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 the lamp is the will, the word of God that we have to remain in. We have to be renewed in daily so that we can spiritually see the lighted path. People say, well, what is the light to my feet? That is seeing in the spirit and hearing the Holy Spirit lead you day by day in the way that you should go. But you miss that because we're so focused on the promise. God told me, uh, Athena, I'm going to always give a promise because that's the thing that is to keep you when the process gets difficult before you get to promotion. I will show you the promise, but there's always going to be a process before the promotion. And my people get lost in the process because it gets difficult and all they want is the promotion. Wow. So powerful. So powerful. Wow. So, wow. That's so good. And then you say here, I love this because you have a, a, such an anointing to express the, the word of God and the truth of God, yet there's a practicality with it. Yeah. Wisdom is a gift. I love this, what you say. Ask for it before speaking and passing judgment. Uh, every point of view does not have to be shared. Um, just because you know something in the spirit about somebody or situation, wisdom says you don't have to blab it all over, right? I mean, yes. that, isn't that what we're getting at here? Yes. We have to be willing to listen. I like that. So, um, wow, you, there's such a there's such power in that kind of wisdom to have that, and I don't. I think that's something we're sadly lacking in the church as well. So, yes, um, I, I feel I feel like. We, we feel that we have the authority to speak on others' lives or where they are in their journey. And one thing that I, I had to learn, one thing I struggled with was being judged. I struggled with identity. I struggled with feeling good enough. I struggled with feeling validated. I struggled with feeling worthy because there was always position within the organizations that I attended. And if you didn't have position, you were just 
members of the congregation. Um, and, and after learning about the Holy Spirit and learning about intimacy with the Holy Spirit, that I was validated through God, that my identity and who I was was in the Father, not in what others saw in me, really taught me that this is an individual thing. And I can never speak on another's life because I don't know the conversation that they have between them and God. Only they know. God says, when you pray, go into your secret place. Why? Because there is an intimacy. There is a privacy that everyone deserves to have. And no one deserves for another to speak on their journey because you don't know the ins and outs. And God does so many unorthodox things when you are really in relationship with him that it won't make sense to the religious point of view, to the religious perspective, because God does things in unorthodox ways. He's not rigid. If you allow him to be out of the box, he will definitely be out of the box. Um, Why? Because we need to be out of the box to reach the loss. We're not going to reach the loss in our religious traditional ways. They do not respond to that because the word of God says they cannot understand that. And so if I don't walk in wisdom that they don't understand the ways of God because it is foolishness to them. The word of God says that the flesh is at enmity with God and the world in this time in this age walk by the flesh. They walk by the desires, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. That's the word. And so if we're using wisdom, we understand that the world does not walk like the church, nor should they, but that the church needs to be so secure in their relationship with the father that they can walk in the world with the world and be not of it, but bring about change. Wow. That is so powerful. I, I couldn't, uh, when I was listening to what you were just saying there, I was thinking that, um, you know, you said something else in your podcast. I think you asked on there, you, the prof- you were talking about the prophetic, mm-hmm. that sometimes God will ask us, and I, I think you're kind of used now to walking this way. Some of us aren't. God will ask us sometimes to do something that seems crazy or off the wall to our natural mind. And I think uh, that's what you're talking about. We have to be open to that um, and, and uh, you must have some experiences with that as well. Yes. You know, it's all about trust. Um, the word of God says it's impossible to please God without faith. But it's not enough just to have faith. We've all been given a measure of faith. It's about the trust and the action and the risk that we take on our faith that develops it and makes it relevant. And so God will often ask and call you to walk in your own individual journey in a way that will make you uncomfortable. You will have to trust him that it is the way through relationship with him. And the the trust isn't about the things that God is asking you to do. The trust is about security in your identity and your relationship to him that will oftentimes be ridiculed, um, be looked at as wrong by the church. I believe that the biggest fight that we have in trusting God is being uh, being looked at as indifferent or being unaccepted or being rejected. Other than that, trusting God in the things of life would be easy. I think we get so caught in identity and wanting to be validated by man and those that are in our inner circle that it causes us to not fully trust God. Um, and a lot of times that's why God has to take us to the side and take us into some deep places where only we can, we can uh, get out of it with him and through him and not through others. And so I've definitely been um, challenged 
challenged um, in the last two years in the area of trusting God um, to where now I it, it's God all the way. It's God all the way. There, you cannot shake my belief and my trust in the Father. And that doesn't mean that my seasons aren't are easy. It just means that at the end of the day, I know too much to go back and I'm I'm more excited about what it is to go ahead. Mm, amen. Another thing that I, I touched on here, and I think this applies to our our um, season. It applies to the people that uh, come and listen to uh, these kind of podcasts and are drawn to people like you, people like Tyler, people like myself. God will come with a heightened clarity, revelation, and hunger. And that's what you're bringing, uh, I see, in all the things you do. Um, I, I'd like to see if there's anything more that you feel right now to share. Um, I'd just like to open it up to you if you feel something on your heart. Um, we've had some good good exchanges here, but is there anything, Athena, that you're feeling that you could tell the Kingdom Corner uh, devotees and followers today um, that they might need to hear? I just believe that in 2022, God says in his word, behold, I do a new thing. And and I think that it's very important for us to understand that God is in fact doing a new thing. And in that new thing, God is speaking in very new and different ways that may be new and different to us, not to him, because there's nothing new under the sun. But God is beginning to move in a way that is going to cause us to have to really pay attention and to really be intentional and to be, be really aware of of his spirit. Um, I know that God has been speaking through numbers heavily and through nature heavily this year to me where that wasn't in many seasons past. I hadn't experienced God in that way. And so God is really challenging the remnant, those who are really hungry. Um, we quote the scripture, but God is really looking for those to seek out the mysteries. He said, it is my glory to conceal a matter. And it is the king's responsibility to seek out those matters, right? To seek out the the gems in the word of God. God wants a heart that is so hungry for the word of God to be illuminated that every day you look for the Holy Spirit to bring something within this in the text to life that it just jumps out to you and you begin to wonder, hmm, what are you saying to me, Father? Hmm, how how does this apply to me, God? Because He's looking to speak the mysteries. I, I the mysteries of God to me is what I hunger for. There's something about that word of mystery. There's something about the deeper depths and the higher heights of God that makes me hungry. And I know that it is the Holy Spirit that gives us the invite and the hunger, but it is our responsibility, is our choice to go after it, to say, yes, God, I understand that I'm hungry for the things of you, but empower me to be consistent in my seek and in my search for the deeper depths of you. Because as I go deeper in you, Father, I come up against opposition. As I go deeper in you, Father, I come up against backlash. As I go deeper in you, Father, I come up against ridicule. So empower me with the spirit of counsel and the spirit of might that I might persevere forward. Give me the spirit of wisdom and understanding, knowledge, and the fear of you that is the beginning of all wisdom that I may continue to seek out the things. And so I believe that in 2022, God is trying to get the people of God to stand up and believe for miracles, signs, and wonders. I cannot um, get past the fact that God 
God uh, really wants to begin to manifest the promises that he has promised us. Those things in the area of our families, our relationships, our finances, and our health. He wants to bring restoration. He wants He wants to bring recompense. He wants to restore what was stolen uh, uh, through through the experiences that were oftentimes negative. There's, there's restoration that he wants to bring in the homes, in, in the relationships, in the, in the brokenness. Uh, there's restoration that he wants to bring in the hearts of the people because he understands that their hope has dwindled. And so he wants to rekindle the hope uh, that they had once before in him. He's drawing people of God back from the places that he allowed them to go captive only for a season so that they would come back and understand his glory. Hallelujah. You know what? You're you're on the same page as I am. I, I had been studying in Ephesians and Philippians, and I was studying uh, something kind of else, and all of a sudden, uh, this jumped out at me, and I think it's what you're talking about. Uh, Paul talked about uh, revealing the unsearchable riches of Christ, mm. and that word just hit me, unsearchable. Yes. And I thought, Lord, what does that mean? Like when I was a young man, first married 40 years ago, my wife lost her ring when we were out on a lake. And to me, you know, I don't mean to sound negative, but that was kind of an unsearchable thing. Mm -hmm. What does it mean, the unsearchable riches of Christ? Does that mean I can't find them? No, I don't think it means that. Um, There's so much, like you say, that for us, it just never, ever ends if we remain hungry. You Amen. I mean, and <laughs> and unsearchable to me is just the depths of God right. that that right. it will never end and this is something that Holy Spirit has been teaching me about legacy and about the time to come. You know, a, as a believer, we've been so conditioned that when the end comes or when the rapture takes place that everything ends and then we're we're to be with the Father um in heaven and and it'll be a glorious day, but there's so much that is to to come, we still will grow. We still will learn. We still will move and, and have our being with God, you know? And so it's unsearchable because there is no beginning and no end to him. And that's exciting. Even, even in this present state, as you begin to, uh, to search out the heart of God, you begin to learn about the different dimensions of heaven. You begin to learn about the different inner workings of heaven. Um, I was sitting on the porch with my daughter yesterday and we were, we were having a real deep discussion and and there was a great wind that just blew in the moment of something that I said and and it was different this time because it wasn't just the wind I knew it was God talking I knew it was God speaking and I said daughter do you know where the wind comes from I I know that a lot of times we say we don't know where it comes from but there are dimensions in heaven by which the wind is released to the east the west the north and the south when you have these understandings of how heaven impacts the earth and how everything is controlled by and through God, you begin to see him moving. You begin to see him speaking in a different way. And it is unsearchable to the untrained heart, to the untrained eye, but those who truly thirst and hunger shall be filled. And for us, it is not unsearchable. It is just a fun treasure hunt, knowing that time and time again, we're going to find jewels and gems and nuggets of gold that will never end as long long as we have the hunger for him. Amen. Amen. Let's go ahead and just wrap this up then. Um, I, I, I know you could probably talk for hours 
on this, but if you, is there a way I would like you to kind of highlight what you do? Um, because I want to direct people to you. I want to send them your way. I want to put links in the show notes, like the Spiritual Growth Academy, teaching, mentoring, equipping, providing resources. Um, you stand in the sphere of influence with uh, a purpose in a person's life. And then there's another part, I don't know if it's in, I can't remember now, I got it written down here, where you're talking about wellness, and I think you're mainly talking about our body. Mm-hmm. But um, can you kind of give a, a snapshot of what's done there? Is this individually? Is it, uh, are we getting online and uh, going through modules? What If you could just share that. Well, um, Holy Spirit really blessed me to build out a very dynamic virtual space um, and literally in this space, you have all you have every resource that you could possibly need to grow and to be fed. Um, this space provides what we call different communities in different areas of spiritual maturity. Um, we have different communities like our foundational community that teaches on the, the, the foundation, the doctrine of Jesus Christ. I like to say from A to Z of the word of God. We have our seer community that teaches on dreams, visions, and interpretations. We have our prophetic community that teaches on the prophetic You have a smorgasbord, I like to call it, of opportunities to learn. So it's not just courses and modules, but it's also community incorporated into one space. We meet once a week um, live to to talk and discuss about the things that we're learning spiritually. And this beginning of this month, God did a, a shift and had me pivot in the area of wellness. And so we've been launching our wellness courses where we're walking through what it means to be well in the physical because we understand now we have a grasp on the spiritual things, but a lot of times we're so focused on on being saved. We're so focused on reading our word. We're so focused on prayer that we miss that there's a physical body, a temple by which we are to maintain and to steward well. And a lot of times that gets lost in translation. So we are walking through um, several courses of wellness. Um, We have recalibrated everything, everything that's disseminated in the virtual space. They get uh, daily questions and polls by which they can interact and really cause them to think and hold themselves accountable. Um, they get daily assignments and journal entries that are released daily as I upload them. And then we come together a, a weekly to discuss that particular topic. For instance, this week is physical fitness and we're talking about sleep, nutrition and rest. Last week we talked about coping with stress um, and we're going to continue to go through these cycles of really showing God that we are stewarding our bodies well so that he can continue to bless us with the things by which we are to carry out in the earth. Wow. Thank you. So you're, you're having some people join in with you then you're growing your community. So to speak. yes, yes, we definitely, you know, we invite everyone in that, that is hungry for more. Um, I understand God really wants the individuals who come to the community to really get out into the earth and do what it is that he's inviting them to do. Yes. Um, and so I believe that the area of wellness is helping provide that clarity by which they can hear from God because they're not bogged down and weighed down with the cares and the worries of life. That once they get that wellness component and they get that spiritual component, 
there's a clarity of revelation that they're going to get to cause them to carry it out. And I see it happening even now um, in the members who are currently there. They're writing their books. They're creating their journals. They're they're creating their 501c3. They're, they're creating their LLCs. And it's because they're getting... Uh, we're going through three phases in this new pivot that we've done. It's called transition, bridge, and results. Many of the people are stuck in transition, which is our processes from season to season, and we never get to results, which means we become stagnant. We lose hope because we don't have the bridge. We need a bridge to get us from transition to results. And I believe for my community in this season, the bridge is wellness. They're going to go from transition over the bridge of wellness by which they'll begin to get results. And ultimately, to me, the results is seeing uh, the, the assignment or the purpose that God is inviting them with him to do in the earth. Are we talking about, because that would apply to me, that's been my battle lately. Uh, are we talking a lot about um, getting your temple, your physical body in shape, eating the right things, exercising correctly, those kind of things? Is that that's that's definitely part of it. Um, you know, this week we're talking about physical fitness and everyone thought, oh, my God, this is about exercise. Well, that's a component, right? Uh, right? Part of physical fitness is are you resting well? Because the word talks about us being able to rest and also how the enemy likes to steal our rest. We talk about nutrition, right? Being healthy. When you're preaching the word of God and you're releasing and you're pouring out, it is very Physical. It is very taxing physically. When you're teaching um, it mentally and emotionally and physically, there's a toll. And so God wants us to be uh, be able to handle the levels of anointing and mantles that he wants to release on us because it, it takes us to be able to handle those things physically. Um, we have it somewhat easier um, because we're in the virtual space, but imagine the disciples who went from uh, country to country on foot and on horseback. There was a physical task to that. Um, in addition to that, um, when we're talking about wellness, let's just say the physical, there's a responsibility to prevent the enemy from having the ability to create accusation because we're not taking care of our temples. The enemy will take accusations, which creates um, a legality by which he can inflict us with diagnoses. We wonder why he inflicts us with high blood pressure, diabetes, high cholesterol, because we have given him legal access and right by which God says, you know what? I am a righteous God. And because of choice, they absolutely have opened that doorway by which you can inflict. But God's grace and mercy says, I'm sending Athena to create a wellness opportunity so that I can recalibrate my people, strip the enemy of the legality, bring my grace and mercy, remove the diagnosis, and you go forth. And so it's so important that we begin to see the wisdom of God, even in wellness, even in emotional wellness. We were doing coping with stress last week, and we were talking about stress being a balance in five different areas, mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually, as well as cognitively. Um, and a lot of we, our assessments really show how are we doing in these areas. And what we found is a lot of us balance our stress emotionally. Some balance our stress only spiritually, but we do nothing physically. Uh, we don't fight, fight the intrusive thoughts. And so there's a unbalance that happens by which when the seasons come, those trying seasons, those winter seasons, those dry seasons, 
reasons we're not able to really persevere because we haven't built the endurance practically in the here and now. If that makes sense, right. we build it in the spirit. We, we, we can quote the text. We can quote the scriptures, but physically we're not in alignment with the will of God in the spirit. And so there's a disalignment. And so when you're not aligned in the natural as well as the spirit, there's no way that you can decree and declare because you're not 100% in partnership with the decrees from heaven. And that's a whole nother topic. Yeah, so good. Well, I'm going to wrap this up now, and I just want to – here's what I'm going to do, Athena, uh, if it's okay with you. I have three questions for you. Uh, The first one is where can – can you give me a link or can you tell the audience how we would support your ministry? I I want to open that up to you. Amen. I love to give in to your ministry. Thank you. I appreciate that. Listen, there there is a laundry list of, of ways. <laughs> um, solo, it's S-O-L-O dot T-O backslash Athena, A-T-H-Y-N-A. We'll give you all of the many different ways that you can pour in or become a part of the things that I'm doing in the ministry. Okay, so you will send that to me over Messenger so I can put it in the show notes, correct? Yes, I sent it to you. Okay, good. I want to do that. Um, so that these other these three things: Spiritual Growth Academy, New Beginnings Empowerment Center, Life Unapologetic Podcast. I'll be able to find links to put those in the show notes as well, right? Yes. Yeah, so my my solo link literally lists oh. every every link that I'm attached to. Our newest our newest thing that we're doing that I'm super excited. I believe that God is making me an employer to the kingdom to employ believers, and so we we have created a new business called SGA Clean Solution now, where it's a cleaning service, and we are able wow. to hire contractors um, to provide a service. Yes, I believe that we have to find ways to be instrumental in the community. And so I'm praying that God will send me contractors, cleaners that will go into the homes of our community as believers. And as they're cleaning, they're blessing the homes and they're bringing about change in the atmosphere. So SGA Clean Solution now is my latest baby that um, is giving me a run for my money. But I believe that we have to step out on what God is calling us to do. And he told me he would make me an employer. And so it is coming to pass. And I'm super excited. Providing an avenue for some people, if they just want to do that, but there might be other people like want to be pastors, teachers, however, that do like Paul did, like uh, he went around and sewed tents, I think, yes. or something like that. That's yes, well. so yes. That's wonderful. Yes. Um, let's see. So we'll get all that out there to the community. Uh, the other thing, there the are two other questions. Would you be willing to come back again? Absolutely. Yeah. And then the third thing, and we're just about done here. Uh, we are going to be done here. I would like you, if it would be okay with you, I'm sure it will, to uh, pray for the Kingdom Corner podcast uh, devotees and followers. Pray us out here today. And then after the prayer, we'll be done. And I'll talk to you on the other side after I stop the uh, recording. Amen. Okay? Amen. So, so Father, we just ready? thank you. 
We thank you, Lord. We thank you for being our God. We thank you for being the great I am. We thank you for life. We thank you for health and strength. Father, we thank you for the podcast. We thank you for this virtual space and opportunity by which we can hear your voice, God. We thank you, Father God, that you have given Matt the power here to create wealth in the lives of those that that listen and those that support, Father, both in their relationships, in their finances, and their health, Father God, because words create worlds, God. And, And so we know that through these podcast episodes, God, now a hundred podcasts that you are creating and renewing worlds in the lives of your people, those who will listen and hear and take heed. And so, Father, we ask that you would continue to take Matt on this journey of the mountain of media, God, and that you would take him not only to level one, level two, and level three of the mountain, Father God, but you will also show him the strategy of this mountain, God, that he would reach, oh God, the nations, Father God, from corner to corner, Father Father God, that that he will come up against the opposition, Father God, and conquer, that he will reach the lives of those who need and hunger for you, Father God, through his episodes and through his interviews, Father God, that he would continue to be the light that's set on a hill, Father God, that, that people can come and hear what you have to say unto them, Father. And so we ask that you would bless now, even God, I release sponsorship, Father God, sponsorship opportunity for Matt and this podcast now in the name of Jesus, that he will begin to get the downloads and the listens, God, that will take him into another sphere, oh God, of podcasting, Father God, that he may be able to be even a bigger blessing onto the kingdom, God, in the name of Jesus. Father God, we bind the enemy right now. We know that the enemy is the prince of the air, O God, but we have authority through Jesus over him. And so we bind any interruption and in growth of this podcast, Father God, we pray for every listener, even now in the name of Jesus, that in this season of 2022, Father God, that they will truly begin to hear your voice and their hearts will be moved, O God, to do this thing as a lifestyle, God, that their hearts will be moved, O God, uh, to be standing upright before you through Jesus, oh God, that there will be a everlasting hunger every day that they wake up, oh God, to get in your presence, oh God, to to be intentional and expectant of what you will say in each day of their lives in the name of Jesus. Father God, we bind the enemy right now. We bind the accusations of the enemy to every listener, oh God, to every supporter of this podcast. We bind his works, oh God, in the name of Jesus. We ask God even now that your grace and your mercy would be sufficient for every listener, oh God, in every season of their lives, God, that they will get what you're giving them in this season, oh God, and they will begin to prepare for their next, oh God. Let them prepare for their next, oh God. You're bringing them into their next, oh God. And so we thank you, Father God, for the abundance of life that you are pouring out. We thank you, oh God, for the Ruach breath of you, oh God. We thank you that you are blowing life over your people, oh God. We thank you for Jesus who is interceding. He is releasing prophetic words of life into our futures, oh God, into our next days, our next hours, our next minutes, oh God. And so we thank you for the life. We thank you for the prophetic word. We thank you for the prophetic flow that is your heart, oh God. We thank you for the access, oh God. And so even now, God, we ask that you would create in us a clean heart, oh God, that you would renew in us a right, a loyal, and a steadfast spirit, oh God. Wash us with hyssop, oh God, that we may be whiter than snow, oh Oh God, and, and create in us, oh God, a steadfast mind, oh God, to seek the things of you, oh God. We'll be so careful to give you the praise, the glory, and the adoration that is due 
your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen Amen and amen. Thank you so much. That was so powerful. Uh, I'll talk to you here. I'm stopping this. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for joining us for another great discussion on The Kingdom Corner, hosted by Matt Geib. Remember to click the subscribe button so you can be notified of each new episode as it's released. To enjoy an even deeper dive into God's Word, check out Matt's new devotional book, Searching for Significance, a devotional journey through the book of Ecclesiastes. Learn more and even hear from Matt himself on the devotional website, significanceacademy.com. As always, thank you for being a part of The Kingdom Corner.